G'day punters. G'day punters. It's Winning Post's preview podcast for Melbourne Cup Day 2021. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, very, very unusual uh, Melbourne Cup today. We look like we might have the shortest priced favourite since Farlap. Yes, indeedy. Uh, very short, incentivised, probably warrants it. Um, but you know, like, can you, can you, how short's he going to get? I mean, he's, he's, some people are speaking, you know, maybe even 220, um, possibly shorter. I, you know, with all the once a year punters, I guess, throwing their money on, on other horses, you know, I, I don't seem being that short. I think you'll be able to get 250 uh, quite readily on the day. And if you want to step into that, well, good luck. I think he's going to be very hard to beat, but I think playing multiples is going to be the way to go this year. Uh, yes, indeed. Well, as I mentioned, Farlap, he started 8 to 11 and 1. That's uh, the equivalent of $1.72. Uh, there have been a number of, um, of, 11, to, of uh, 11 to 4 shots. Uh, sorry, 7 to 4 shots, which is $2.75. Uh, most of them uh, have got beaten over the years. Uh, the, the last horse to start anything like what, uh, what uh, Incentivise is going to start was So You Think. Um, another one on trial at 3,200 metres, started at $3, didn't run the trip out. Daniel, any um, any any qualms about incentivise over the 3,200 metres for you? Obviously untested over the trip and 2,500 metres is the, the longest he's seen. Um, won a benchmark race in Ipswich by nearly 10 lengths. So, uh, look, I... I... <laughs> For me, I don't think there's much of a query. The way he finished, the way he was strong through the line, the Caulfield Cup, and um, looked to do it quite easily there. And, and the, the wins in Queensland, albeit much weaker races, indicates to me that 3,200 metres won't be a problem. Um, he deserves to be the price he is. Um, but, yeah, from, from what I've seen so far, he's, this is the, so this is 24 to 3,200 metres here. I don't think 3,200 metres will be a problem. I'll be surprised if that's the reason he, uh, he loses. All righty. Well, we'll take you, uh, as usual, through the black type on the Flemington Tuesday program, and then we will go horse by horse when we get to uh, the Melbourne Cup, and then we'll just have the boys' specials for the other meetings on the day. So we will start with Flemington Race 1 at the bright and early time of 10.45 Eastern Daylight Time Tuesday, and uh, that is the Dali Maribyrnong Plate. This is a Group 3 for two-year-olds down the straight 1,000 metres. Joel, worth 200,000. Yeah, quite a competitive race. I'm sticking with Renesu. I tipped him on debut. He, it was funny betting fluctuations. I think he got out to $34 at one point after opening about 10 or 11 and then shortened right back into 12. He ran very well. He got back off a sort of a tricky gate, came widest and yeah, really hit the line strongly. So he's going to be better for that experience. And uh, look, he's a bit shorter here, well more well-found in the market, but I think he's going to be hard to beat. I thought 10 water bomber trialed really well at Moe, three wide on speed, and then gave a kick and came clear. It was quite a strong win in the end. Uh, one Brereton, also with the race experience, was beaten in the debutante, just beaten by Kiki Express. He'll be better for that. He trialed well, he started favourite. So he's going to be in the mix. I thought the one over the odds, who, well, he had a very interesting pedigree, made even, I guess, a touch more special after Saturday. His number 11, Wilbury, is the half-brother to home affairs. He cost a tick over a million. He's jumped out quite well a couple of times, and at 13 or $14, he's probably the one that's over the odds. Three on top from 10, 1, and 11. I'm with one of the unraced horses. That's a 10 water bomber. Yeah, I really like that uh, Moe trial in Joel referenced. Um, Good-looking win there. The stable two-year-olds are flying, especially down the Flemington Strait, the Mick Price, Mick Ken Jr. stable. And Waterbomb has seen quite a bit of support since markets open. So he's on top for me to 10. Uh, two last cars in next. Uh, hit the line nicely on Deboo. And the Mario Rabanong trial behind getting the spirits. Uh, Renusu in for third. Um, he too found the line nicely on Deboo at Caulfield from a long way back. And another unraced Colt, Deep Point, I think's a chance as well. Um, here. 10, 2, 3, 4 for me. Uh, I'm with one of the other unraced, uh, or well, one of the ones that uh, Daniel mentioned there in Deep Point, to be Renesu, Brereton and Wilbury, uh, 4, 3, 1 and 11. The only other black type race before the Cup is race 4, 
That is the Furphy Plate. And this is a uh, listed handicap over 1,800 metres, Joel. Yeah, a bit of a disappointing lineup for this race. Usually, <coughs> probably one of the highlights outside of the cup on, on this day, but a bit of a disappointing field for mine. I've gone seven. Lord Vladivostok, Michael Hickmott sent a few horses over. Craig Williams engaged for them, and he's going pretty well. He's had two runs back from a spell, carried a big weight fresh. He gave eight kilos to the winner there, so it was a, a very good return, and then went to the Murray Bridge Cup and started favourite. Got beat, but certainly far from disgraced. The winner went around in the All-Star Mile, so I think the form's not too bad out of that. Third up, ready to peak. He's won out to this distance before. Uh, five, Papalino. I think he's got talent. He was a little bit disappointing in the gold nugget first up. I thought he may have done more, but he had 59 and he was chasing some handy horses there. And then the tempo of the Coonji didn't really suit. I thought he ran okay there. So I thought third up, he could be ready to improve. And then I've gone up towards the top, the class runners. Two hangman can improve sharply. He's not at his best on wet ground. And, you know, chasing a sort of getting run off his legs by the stablemate Buffalo River up in front. So he can be a big improver on firmer ground. And one best of days, big drop back in class. Just a bit of a query how well he's going. I thought his first two back were really good in the Lawrence and the Fian. Just his last couple a bit below par, but hasn't had all favours. He could win this quite comfortably on his best form. Seven from five, two and one. Yeah, not a deep race. And for that reason, I've gone with the class at the top of the field. I thought Hangman that was over the odds in this <clears throat> Fire a shot first up on a, on a wet track, which isn't his preference, um, but up to 1,800 metres, second up form, and uh, this, tri uh, this trip certainly suits much better, uh, as is the, the firmer service. So the two on top, one best of days in next with the drop in grade. Um, his form, his preparation has been fairly, uh, fairly good without sort of really threatening. Uh, it wasn't far a superstorm and a fan, two back. A um, little bit poor last start, but I think can improve onto a firmer surface. Three, Milton Park, um, certainly go forward and give plenty of cheek. And four, Charlize uh, on her best can um, give this a shake as well. Two, one, three, four. Uh, I went for Sky Man, number six. In fact, I know Sky Man, uh, my best of the program. You, you blokes have uh, left out. Just thought the floating uh, artist, Mr. Brightside form, should uh, stack up all right here uh, to beat Lord Vladivostok. Lord of Vladivostok, Charlize and Salt Peter, six, seven, four, and eight. Across to the big one, it is the Lexus Melbourne Cup. 3,200 metre handicap, of course. It is worth eight million and change. They pay down to 12th these days, uh, 160,000. Uh, and we will take you through horse by horse. Uh, and Joel's going to do the odd numbers, and Daniel the even. So, Joel, we start with you. Number one uh, is Twilight Payment, last year's winner, of course, trained by Joseph O'Brien to be ridden by Jai McNeil from Barrier 2 with 58 kilos. Yeah, well, he's look, I've sort of, the way I've broken down the field, I've sort of got seven top four chances and a further six as top ten chances, and the others I don't really want to know about. I've got Twilight Payment. As one of the top 10 chances, yeah, possibly should should elevate him into the top four hopes. But he's, as you said, up a little bit in weight, two and a half kilos, but certainly not badly treated. He seems to be coming in in very similar form, placed in the Irish St. Ledger, uh, this year's St. Ledger, probably down on a little bit on class, although the winner was in form. He was the e-ball winner at his previous start, Sunny Boy Liston. It's just whether a nine-year-old, you know, whether you can bring yourself to back a nine-year-old to win the Melbourne Cup. But He's going to be up on speed and give himself every chance. So, look, as I said, he's a top 10 hope for me, but I'm going to be leaving him out of my winning chances. Uh, number two is the favourite. It is incentivised. Peter Moody, the trainer these days. Brett Perable to ride. Barrier 16 and 57 kilos includes a what, we, what most people felt was a fairly generous only one and a half kilo penalty for that arrogant win in the Corfield Cup, Daniel. Yeah, arrogant it was. He did have the a good run um, up on the speed, well ridden by Brett Preble, who's uh, ridden all three wins as preparation, and uh, but he was far too good for them. It was an uh, extremely dominant performance in a, in a Caulfield Cup, and as I said earlier, I don't think the 3,200 metres will um, pose a problem based on the way he's been finishing off and hitting the line in 2,400 metre races. So 
uh, obviously big big field of 24 here, drawn barrier 16, not the best draw, but um, he overcame a wide gate in the Caulfield Cup last start. Um, very, very hard to beat um, and deserves to be the, the price he is, I think, in this, in, in what is isn't a Vinci's Melbourne Cup. So obviously a very strong chance incentivise. Number three in Tuesday's Melbourne Cup is Spanish Mission, trained in the UK by Andrew Balding. To be ridden by Craig Williams from Barrier 14 with 57 kilos, Joel. Well, I guess the biggest query concerning him is all the vet checks he's had to have in the last, you know, in the last week or so. Um, never good to hear of those. And uh, I guess that's the query that I've got on him. He, he, he's one of my sort of fringe in top, top 10 players. Um, look, he's obviously been taking on some high-class stayers over in, in Europe. A couple of his wins last year were over Salino. He beat him comfortably by three lengths, so you know, probably too classy for him. But Salino, I'm not giving a chance here, although he is a Sydney Cup winner. Uh, but he's obviously got the Stradivarius form, which is uh, you know stands out. So, look, if, if he's here and fitting well and at his absolute best, then he's a chance. But you know, I just worry with these setbacks. So, um, as I said, top 10 hope, but I'll probably take him on. Race uh, number four in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is very elegant. Trained by Chris Waller to be ridden by James McDonald. Barrier 19, uh, 57 kilos, Daniel. Yeah, definitely one of the leading hopes in this race. At the beginning of the spring, you'd say quite comfortably that she was our best horse. Uh, Incentivises probably, uh, whilst only winning three group ones to her nine, the way he's going probably would be considered taking number one seed, I guess, but... Yeah, she would have loved some a bit more rain, I think. Uh, would have liked a bit more than a, than a good track for this. But her run in the Melbourne Cup last year, I thought, was excellent. Um, field, because um, the quickest last 200 of the race, she was very good to the line. So it's, it's, the, there's no query about her running 3,200 metres based on that effort. Um, she's had a pretty decent campaign again this time in. Only won the one race, and that was over the 1,600 metres second up. Um, and said device was too good for her in the in the Turnbull. Had a measure there, but thought she back, bounced back nicely in the Cox Plate, covered more ground than the, the Quinella, who sort of got the inside run, and she was hitting the line nicely there. So um, whether this was her grand final, unsure, but the, the run in the Melbourne Cup last year for mine was was excellent, and she can sort of run up to that. Hopefully, gets a little bit closer than she did last start. Uh, at last in the last year's race, she's a leading chance in this. Uh, very elegant. Number five in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Explosive Jack, trained by Kieran Martin and David Eustace, to be ridden by the man of the moment, the Cox Plate and Derby winning jockey John Allen from Barrier 4, Joel. Well, again, he's one of the six that I've got as a, as a top 10 chance just because of the Mar Eustace factor. His first two runs, well I, well, I think they were more than pass marks, and then he went to Caulfield and was just poor. He only beat one home, but he was back buried on the fence and maybe the tighter track and just getting back and buried away didn't really suit. So the bigger track and the fact that these trainers are just elite over, you know, when they're staying trips just leaves him slightly clinging onto a top 10 chance for me. But again, uh, I'll be risking him, you know, in my main bet. Uh, number six is the chosen one, Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman train in New Zealand. Damien Lane is the jockey from barrier five and 54 kilos, Daniel. Ran fourth in this race last year. Excellent effort there. Um, he's had a pretty good preparation. He was good placing behind Superstorm first up in a fee in. Ran well behind Delphi in the Herbert Power two back. And then last start, probably a little bit disappointing to the eye in the Caulfield Cup. Um, jockey Damien Lane hopped off, gave an excuse afterwards, uh, saying he didn't really settle for the full um, for the race there. So must be a little bit forgiving based on his effort in this race last year. Um, I think he has to be considered certainly a top 10 chance and a one for sort of wider trifectas and first fours if you tend to play that way. But um, whilst I don't think he's a winning chance, I think he's certainly a top five, top 10 chance. Number seven is Delphi, trained by Anthony and Sam Friedman, to be ridden by Damien Oliver, who's one of the jockeys looking to equal the record with four Melbourne Cups. Barrier three, 53 and a half kilos includes a one kilo penalty. Uh, Joel, apparently a bit of money coming for Delphi on the Monday. Yes, I've noticed that. And, and having had a, 
a deeper look at the this race since since sort of initial looks a couple of days ago. He's one that I've elevated into my top four sort of chances because I'm being a bit forgiving for that Caulfield Cup run. Initially, I'd sort of written him off just because I thought you know, nothing's going to come from incent- behind incentivise and really test him. But he struck the wet track. He was on the quick backup and he drew wide and, and worked forward to lead. I think off his previous form, he's probably worth another chance. Back onto a drier track from a better gate, which means they... You know, they can just ride with a bit of cover. He can still be positive, but he, he's not necessarily going to have to lead. And, you know, off his form back in Ireland sort of last year where he was a strong winner of the St. Ledger trial up to 2,800, just thinking that maybe that wet track and the quick backup were enough to conspire against him at Caulfield. So, yeah, I can see why there's some money coming for him. Number eight in the Melbourne Cup is Ocean Billy. Uh, trained by Chris Wallet to be ridden by Damien Thornton from Barrier 13 with 53 and a half, Daniel. Former Kiwi, he's only had the one start in Australia. That was the Caulfield Cup last start. He was uh, ninth of 18, beat nine lengths, but <clears throat> thought his run there was pretty good considering he's stepping up for a 1,600-metre handicap at Tirapa to the Caulfield Cup. Um, he's an out-and-out stayer. He won the Auckland Cup over this trip. Um, at his only start at 3,200 metres, so there's no doubt he'll run out the trip. Um, and back onto a dry surface uh, certainly aids his cause. He's won 6 of 14 on a good track. Of course, it was a run on a soft six in the Caulfield Cup. So with that run under the belt, um, I think he's a sort of a, a good top 10 chance at a, at a bigger price, Ocean Billy. Number nine in the Melbourne Cup is Salino, also trained by Chris Waller. Ronnie Stewart to ride from the outside gate, 24, also with 53 and a half, Joel. Uh, he's one that I have put a pen through as even being a top 10 chance. I know he won the Sydney Cup with that lightweight. Uh, probably wasn't the greatest of Sydney Cups in hindsight. Did speak, you know, as we mentioned before, he had form twice. He chased home Spanish Mission last year, including out to 3,600. So he will stay. I just think he's going to get way too far back from that gate because he's not going to be pressing forward. He's just going to have a lot of work to do and for that reason I, yeah, I'm not going to be including him in any of my bets. Another one that could well be in that category is number 10, Johnny Get Angry 2020 Derby winner for Dennis Pagan and Lachlan King. They team up again from barrier 22 53 kilos. Daniel? Yeah, plenty has been made about whether he deserves a run in the race and his form is preparation. He simply couldn't give him uh, much of a hope. Been saying that there's about five horses that are rated um, the bigger odds in the market. So, um, but so he's about eighty to one. There's about five, four or five at a hundred to one or worse. Uh, but yeah, from what he's done, um, this preparation, Geelong Cup last start, he was uh, one of the first horses beaten and well held there. Hard to see him. Um, Hard to see him winning this or even finishing top 10. Number 11 is Knight's Order for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Daniel Stackhouse to ride from Barrier 9, 53 kilos, Joel. Yeah, another, another one that won't be featuring in any of my bets. He's been a bit disappointing this prep because I was with him earlier this year and I thought he was a real sort of stayer on the rise. You know, lightly raced six-year-old at the time, now seven. And he was going really well with that Winter Cup and Brisbane Cup win. I expected more of him this prep. But he's been disappointing. I know he probably went too hard in the Hotham on Saturday. They he set up a, a fast time, but he's just got too much to find in too little time. So no, not for me. Number twelve is Persan, Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Luke Carey to ride from Barrier Eleven with fifty-three kilos. Daniel. Yep, ran a ripping race in um, this race last year <coughs> off the. In the back of it was a very lengthy campaign. He, he rose through the grades quite significantly as sort of a late-season three-year-old up to four-year-old and maintained that form into the spring and, yeah, culminated with a very good uh, fifth in this race last year. So distance, uh, not an issue. Um, he's having a pretty handy preparation. He was brave up on the speed in the Caulfield Cup. Obviously, he wanted to run third there behind Incentivise. Hard to see him turning the tables on that horse, but um, certainly one to be included in a you know, trifectas and first fours. Number 13 is Cariff for Peter and Paul Snowden. Blake McDougall carrying the famous uh, Dato Tanchinam saintly and so you think colours and barrier eight, 52 and a half, Joel. 
Yeah, another one I've put the pen through. He's got two-mile form. He won the Sandown Cup last year, beating Realm of Flowers, who was high up in betting for this before she went amiss. And then, of course, Brisbane Cup second behind Knight's Order. But I just don't think he's going well enough. He always takes two or three runs and then gets to 2,400 and really improves sharply. But I haven't seen enough from him at his two runs at 2,400 plus this prep to suggest he's going anywhere near well enough. Number 14 is Master of Wine for Michael Wayne and John Hawkes. Fred Kersley to ride from Barrier 6, 52 and a half. Daniel. Really promised a bit uh, early on you know, when he, in his racing career in Australia, um, but hasn't really gone on with it. This preparation is only, wasn't too bad in the weak stakes first up at 1,400 metres. Wasn't been far there, but um, his runs sort of since haven't been all that great, barring the run in the Bart Cummings, although he's excellent running on. From the back into third, um, uh, sort of didn't get a, a great run in transit. The Caulfield Cup sort of buried away there. Uh, look, not for me here in this race. Um, look, you wouldn't surprise to see him running on hitting the line hard into sort of seventh or eighth um, or something like that. But I'll be leaving him out of um, my trifectas and first fours, Master Wise. Too many chances and sort of let me down on a few occasions. Um, to 3,200 metres, a new test for him. It might improve there, but... Uh, yeah, not for me, Master of One. Second of the Lloyd Williams runners is number 15. This is Pondus, trained by Robert Hickmott, who, of course, prepared uh, two of Lloyd's Melbourne Cup runners to be ridden by Rachel King from Barrier One. 52 and a half. Well, Joel, if you back to all Lloyd Williams' uh, runners over the years in Melbourne Cups, you would be miles and miles in front, and there's been a bit of money for Pondus. Yeah, you make a good point. And I think for that reason, he's in my chances for the top 10. I don't want to leave him out of my wider exotics because, as you say, you know, you just loathe to leave out runners with these colours in these races. And aside from that, I think he's got a fair bit of upside too. We saw him come out here last year, have the two runs, runner-up both times. In the Queen Elizabeth, he was runner-up to True Self. She's a very, very talented stayer. So I'm not, I think that form's pretty good. And he's, his two runs this time in, they rode him very aggressively in the Bart Cummings, gave him a, a real good workout first up. He knocked up late, but he certainly wasn't disgraced. And then the Valley Cup was a bit messy. Man, a lot of people probably thought he had his chance, but I thought he was good in defeat. And I think there's a, a little bit of upside still with him. So I'm giving him some chance. Number 16 is Grand Promenade. Yet another one, a third one for Kieran Ma and David Eustace. Kieran McAvoy, of course, a, uh, he's another one of the three-time Melbourne winning uh, Melbourne Cup winning jockeys from Barrier 21. 52 kilos includes a one kilo penalty. Daniel, yeah, definitely a chance. Definitely a top five chance for mine. He was impressive winning the Bart Cummings last start to to gain entry into this race. Charlie Rose was a length and a quarter back in second, and that. That mare's come out and won the Geelong Cup since. So uh, it's been, a, been up for some time, Grand Promenade, um, but the stable obviously known for keeping their horses fit and firing and it's obviously got a good record at Flemington too, three or five uh, wins of the track. So it's a tricky draw, uh, but 52 kilos and on the form he's in, um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him finishing top three or five in this. Number 17 in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Miami bound for Danny O'Brien. Patrick Maloney to ride from Barrier 17 uh, with 52 kilos, Joel. Uh, she's one that I'll be opposing. Her autumn form came right after a few runs and she notched up placings in the Tankard Sydney Cup and the Ramsden. So she's had her three or four runs back this prep. Should be ready to improve. I thought she showed a little bit more at the Valley last week. But she was 14th in this race last year coming off that Valley Cup win. And I don't think she's going as well. So happy to risk. Number, number 18 uh, in the Melbourne Cup is Port Guillaume for Ben and JD Hayes. Harry Coffey to ride from Barrier 23 with 52 kilos, Daniel. Yeah, running the Caulfield Cup was okay. Uh, fourth up, but uh, I don't think good enough to to warrant him a, a winning case in this. Um, he is likely race, only at the 10 starts. Uh, he's not rising to the 3,200 metres for the first time, but he'll be spotting him quite a start. Barry 23 gets likes to get back in his races. Um, yeah, can't see it um, 
can't see him winning this for me, so I've yeah, put a pen through him, the 18. The 19 is She's Ideal. Bjorn Baker trains Craig Newitt to ride from Barrier 20 with 52, Joel. Now, another one with those sort of Sydney autumn form lines that I'm putting a pen through. I just think she's going to get too far back from the gate. She's, again, a bit like Selena. She's not going to be one pressing forward. I wouldn't have thought that would be riding her against her normal pattern. She's been going okay, but she was going really well early this prep, I should say. She was sort of flying a couple of those weight for age runs, but they've stepped her up in class a little bit out in trip in the Metrop Caulfield Cup, and she's come up short. I think she needed to be running you know, top four in at least one of those to have a serious case here, so happy to risk her. Number 20 is future score. Matt Kumani trains Dean Yendall, the rider. Barrier 15, 51 and a half. Daniel? He's been very consistent. He's, um, I've liked to own him. He came off a pretty long spell um, leading into this spring and his preparation's been okay. Um, he's 126 to one. And I, look, I don't think he's a winning chance at all, but I don't think he's the, the worst of the, the sort of the, the longer price horses in the race. Um, building fitness now, fourth up. Um, look, I'll be leaving him out of my trifectas or first fours, but you know, I think I'll be beating a few home. Number 21, a uh, little bit of uh, excitement about this mare, Tralee Rose. Simon Wild trains at Warrnambool. Dean Holland, the rider from Barrier 12 with 51, Joel. Yeah, I wonder if I'm being a little bit too harsh with her. I haven't got her as, you know, in, the, in sort of any of my mixed top 10, top four. So she's one of the one of the nine that I said earlier I didn't want to know about. And I'm probably being too harsh. Her form this time in is good. I just keep looking at that Adelaide Cup run. Now, I know she drops four and a half kilos, and that was at the end of a longer and probably more arduous prep. So she's probably been better prepared for this and, and has that lighter weight. I just uh, I just didn't think she ran two miles out very strongly in the Adelaide Cup. So, look, she's had the little bit of maturity, probably being a touch harsh, but she's yeah one that I have put a pen through. All righty. Number 22 is Floating Artist. It's the uh, last of four runners for Kieran Martin and David Eustace. Theo Nugent is the rider from Barrier 10, just the 50 kilos. I think he's their best chance in the Cup. Uh, Martin Eustace Day were Floating Artist. He was an absolute tragedy beaten on Cox Plate Day in the Mooney Valley Cup. Um, just couldn't get a crack at them and uh, would have won for sure. And he, um, with even luck there, he looks a very progressive horse and very um, talented horse from what he's shown uh, so far. And for the way he crossed the line over 2,500 metres last start, I don't think the rise 3,200 metres will be much of an issue. He gets in well at 50 kilos here. Um, I think he's a definite top top three chance in this race, floating artist um, for sure, the 22. Number 23 is Great House. Uh, winner of the Hotham Stakes on Saturday. Chris Waller, the trainer. Mickey D to ride from Barrier 7 with 50 kilos, Joel. Yeah, well, I think he's got to be considered because he's ran... I spoke about those two races before, the Metrop and the Caulfield Cup, and he was pretty competitive in both of them, top five in each of them, and then went to the Hotham on Saturday, and it was a fast tempo set up and, and a fast overall time. He was able to finish strongly and went... I know leading into that race, a lot of people thought it was very weak Hotham, and I was certainly in that boat. But the time, I think, will stack up. And he, as I said, he'd had those two Group 1 runs where he'd performed quite well, and he drops down to 50 kilos. If the Hotham was a little bit stronger, I probably would have had him in my top four. Uh, but he is one of my seven top four chances. And rounding it out in the Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is number 24, Sir Lucan. For Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, Glenn Boss to ride, uh, the other jockey chasing a fourth Melbourne Cup win. And uh, it is a barrier 18 and 50 kilos, Dan. Yeah, unseen in Australia yet. This will be his um, first run here. His most recent effort in in a Group 1 in Europe, a Doncaster over 2,900 metres, was um, quite disappointing. Was well beaten there. Form first and second up wasn't too bad in a pair of group races. <clears throat> Look, he's a full brother to Sir Dragonet um, and obviously horses that come over at, um, at this age have fared well in the past. So 
sort of on the cusp of my sort of top 10, 12 chances in the race. Um, I think we're 50 kilos and Glenn Boss on board what, what warrants some respect, but um, I've got a, I've got about 10 in front of him, I think. Alrighty, that wraps up the field for the $8 million Melbourne Cup, Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Leaves us only to give our tips. Uh, Joel, start us off with your top four. And, uh, well, you can, in fact, you, you, given that you've uh, broken it down, you can give us the whole uh, box and dice if you like. Indeed. Well, my top four, uh, I covered the odd numbers, so I've spoken all about them. My top four are even numbers, so I'll give you my thoughts on them. Very elegant on top for me. Her Melbourne Cup run last year was excellent. Just had was left for too much to do going out. I know she's drawn wide again, and she's probably going to be second half of the field. I'm just hoping the field doesn't string out as far, and she can be a bit close and not have as much to do. Because if that's the case, I think she's going to be in the finish. I think she's going pretty well this prep. I know her Turnbull run was a bit disappointing, uh, but she just looked a little bit dour for mine there, and then they... they put the tongue tie on in the cox plate and I thought she ran really well. The first two were able to sort of pick away through the field. She came wide up and I thought on the line she was as strong as any of them. So I'm with four very elegant on top of two incentivized. He's the obvious. There's no real knocks. Just for me that I'd rather back very elegant each way than take the 250, 260 incentivized to win. But certainly he can win. 24, Sir Lucan. Uh, had a bit of success tipping these Northern Hemisphere four-year-olds. I couldn't tip him on top because I, I think he's on what he's done today, he's probably a rung below the likes of Rekindling, Cross Counter, um, and a couple of the others that have run really well. His great voltage run, two runs back, was excellent. Just didn't do much at all in the St. Ledger. Probably needed to see a little bit more from him there, but mix for mine. And 12% makes up my top four. I liked the prep he had earlier this year, sort of off-season prep. Didn't tackle anything major. He was able to win one race and just sort of place a couple of times without sort of giving his, his weight a bit of a hike for a race like this. He's up two kilos on last year where he ran really well for fifth. I think he's trekking beautifully uh, out of the Turnbull into the Caulfield Cup and ran really well for third. So I think he's a, a definite chance. They're my top four. The other three that I have as top four chances, uh, uh, seven, uh, which is Delphi, uh, number 22, which is Charlie Rose, and, uh, sorry, number 22, which is Floating Artist, and number 23, Great House, and the other six that I had as sort of top 10 chances are numbers 1, 3, 5, 6, 15, and 16. Hopefully, I've helped in some way. <laughs> Daniel, your top four. Yeah, I've covered uh, three of my four picks, even numbers. I'm with four very elegant on top as well. I just much rather back her at the, her price than incentivize the favourite at his price, who I do concede will be really hard to beat on the back of that dominant Caulfield Cup win, but very elegant, as I said. I I thought her run in the Melbourne Cup last year was outstanding. Um, she's superstar man, nine-time Group 1 winner who hasn't done much wrong this preparation, but maybe barring a below-par run in the Turnbull Stakes. Um, a word of track certainly would have helped her cause, but uh, I'm banking on the fact that she can, <clears throat> she does have pretty decent form on a dry surface as well. And um, the man at the moment, the jockey in form at the moment, James McDonald, gets back on her and knows her so well. So... Um, four on top of two, uh, got the three in for third Spanish uh, mission. That form, that second to Stradivarius in uh, the UK is hard to ignore. Superstar stay of that ilk and he's um, given him a bit of a fright there. So it's hard to ignore. Obviously the vet checks, as Joel touched on, isn't ideal. But if he's right, um, I think he's a, a leading chance in this for sure. And the fourth pick is the 22 floating artist. Four, two, uh, four, two, three, and twenty-two. A uh, few others to add into the quaddy. I'll definitely be putting the twenty-one Charlie Rose in there, as well as the twelve Persan, sixteen Grand Promenade, and the eight Ocean Billiarder at a knockout price. All right, I'm with uh, incentivized. Look, I, you know, short, short enough, obviously, but uh, I've got to tip the one that I think is going to most likely to win, and that is incentivized to beat very elegant. Twilight payment, I thought, uh, look, uh, obviously got to carry the weight, but um, we know that uh, he's up to it and going every bit as well, I would have thought, as last year. And then Tralee Rose, I'm forgiving that uh, Adelaide Cup. Fourth at the end of the um, at the end of that prep show, I mean, she's bred to run about 6,000 metres. So um, I thought uh, we, and, you know, that was not only was it the end of the prep, but uh, needed a, a bit of a clean-up 
um, thereafter. So uh, giving her a, another go and uh, horses. Uh, so that my numbers would be uh, 2, 4, 1 and 21 and uh, 3, 16 and 24 are the other ones I'm checking in for the multiples. Um, that was the, that's the first leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Tuesday, race seven. Uh, so we'll take you through the others, which also happen to be the remaining black type races. Race eight at Flemington on Tuesday is the Hong Kong Jockey Club Stakes. This is set weights and penalties for mares at group three level, Joel. Yeah, well, it's an interesting race. We've got a couple of Sydney mares down here and one that's, well, they're both going to be very well liked by punters. I've gone with 11, Promise of Success who was very impressive last time out. Getting onto the bigger track, certainly what John O'Shea and Hugh Bowman uh, put it down to anyway. She was a good winner first up on the Kenzo and then beaten at $1.80. So her form was good leading into that when it ran, but just the bigger track. She let down super and it was a strong win. Uh, James McDonald to ride. Uh, you know, would have thought he probably could have ridden April rain. So I'm with the 11 on top of two rich hips who won the race last year. Um, brings back bad memories, knocked me out of the quaddy. Very disappointing. But she uh, won the race last year, as I said, and is going, I think, every bit as well. Uh, she comes through the Let's Elope stock stakes. It didn't have a lot go right. She performed pretty well. Uh, in for third April rain, didn't have a lot of luck first up behind Quantico. Drops five kilos, will be fitter. And 12 energy within, I think, is way over the odds. She had no luck at all at Geelong, finishing ninth with a $7.50 chance. Rain beer was a bit disappointing on Saturday, but I think she's over the odds at 20 to 1 plus. 11 on top from 2, 10 and 12. Yeah, likewise, I'm with the 11 as well. I'm a big fan of this mare. She was excellent. Rising to 1,400 metres, uh, 1,400 metres last start. She's um, some good horses in behind her there. She's up in grade here, benchmark 78 to a group three, but to be going the right way, only lightly raced and um, quite a promising mare for John O'Shea. Promising success. Got April Rain in for seconds. Uh, form out of that. First up, second. At Rose Hill's been good. Um, the winner there, Quantico, since won again. Um, she was giving that horse a kilo there. She's 60 kilos down to 55 here and uh, lightly race mare. I do think's up to this level. Uh, the one in for third, La Mexicana. Uh, ran to a bit of bother in the Manicato last start. She's back to a mare's group three now. Um, form this preparation has been pretty handy without winning. Uh, she ran second in a hot race two back, beaten home Just Folk, who's since won a Group 2 and run really well in a Group 1 on Saturday. Um, so just back to the right race now, La, La Mexicana. Um, she's a, a big chance to <clears throat> get that uh, elusive first win this, this campaign. And in for fourth, I've got the two rich hips, 11-10, 1 and 2. Uh, I'm with April Rain to the promise of success. Aidensfield and La Mexicana, 10, 11, 5 and 1. Race nine, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Tuesday is the Tab Trophy, 1,800 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at listed level, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with six spirit of Gaylard, but I'm not overly confident. Um, listeners, listeners may remember, I was going to tip him on top in the derby, but he was fourth emergency and never going to get a run. So I like his Vars run. I thought it was very good, and I think he was trekking along very well for a, a lightly raced horse heading up in distance. So I, I'm not... You know, just because I was tipping him in the derby not doesn't mean I'm necessarily very bullish about him here. And I think there's a couple of up-and-comers, and I'm not sure he's looking to come back in distance. So I think he's short enough to at around 380. But anyway, I've got him on top from 14 Maracana, who was very good coming out of maiden and benchmark grade into that Group 2 Phillies race behind Mokalua, uh, getting back and running on. She'll appreciate the bigger track and longer trip. Uh, seven Villadon in for third, just raced a bit too keen in the Vars. Uh, Blink has come off, so he can improve. And nine Oneology, I thought, was impressive at Bendigo last time out. Really did put a gap on them. All his three runs have been good. He's trekking in the right direction. Six, 14, seven, nine, but it's a tricky race. With the 14 on top, um, run in Moody Valley, <coughs> Cox Plate day last start. It was excellent from a long way back. Um, she's going to relish the rise to 1,800 metres here. Um, so 14 on top for me, Maricana. In for second, I have the seven, Villadon, who did a bit wrong, as Joel touched on in the Vays last start. Um, but a track like Flemington will certainly suit him. He'll get his chance to run on and chase him down. In for third, also clear. Still a maiden, this horse, but I really liked his run at Bendigo behind. Spirit of Gaylard, two back. Um, then ran well behind Ron Ostras last start. 
at full field. Uh, 1,800 metres looks to suit him ideally. And I've got in the fourth, I've got the sixth. Spirit of Gaylard, 14 on top of seven, um, 12 and six. Uh, apologies to buyers of the Winning Post Cup special that uh, I left Cerberus and Willowy in my tips that uh, quite clearly uh, weren't going to be running, uh, but uh, it is a very, very big and busy day for me, Derby Day, trying to get that thing out by 6.30pm, uh, and that was one thing I forgot to do, but uh, my revised tips are zoom on to beat um, Maracana. Spirit of Gaylard and Villadon, so that's 4, 14, 6 and 7. Finally, on Melbourne Cup Day, Tuesday, uh, fourth leg of the quaddy, MSS Security Sprint, lifted handicap over 1,200 metres, Joel. Uh, 10 Curran for me. He's a good horse, this bloke. It was a strong win first up in the 9.55 and then went to the Caulfield Sprint. They rode him a little bit quieter off a fast tempo and I thought he hit the line strongly. Looking for 1,200 now. He's already been well-supported. I think he might have been 460 At one point, he's less than $4 now. Competitive race, but I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Absolute bolter at $126. 17 Yulong Storm, I reckon, is a must for multiples. He's a little bit hit and miss, but he's got a good... Sh he's performed well down the straight in the past. Completely ignore Mooney Valley last time out. That was, um, yeah, not a great ride. So he can improve. 14 Quantico, as I touched on before, was able to beat April Rain. And then win again at Randwick next time out. So he's going really well, this bloke. He's always had talent, but he's had a few issues. They so look to have ironed them out. And five express pass, big dropping grade out of the Manicato. He's uh, pretty honest. He's got form down the straight. 10 from 17, 14, 5. With one at a price in the 13 night raid, um, tackled a good race in Geelong Cup Day for Mares and wasn't beat far by Rainbeal that day, giving that horse two kilos. Um, Rainbeal certainly start single figures in uh, in this race. Um, and here third up, ready to peak night rate. Has beaten second slip over 1,200 metres before. So on her day, she's a very good mare. Um, can mix her form, but I think she can run well here. Run Flemington down the straight was solid enough. Um, thought she was over the odds in this. Back to 58 to 54 kilos night rate. She's on top for me. 14 in next Quantico. Lightly race gelding, but... Uh, of a winning machine at the moment. He's won his last two, beating, defeating April Rain, as I mentioned, two back. Obviously giving that horse a chance earlier in the day. Uh, Curran has to be included. Uh, just seldom runs poorly. Um, very good behind a couple of good ones. Um, last start, and in for fourth, I have the six Pandemic. Certainly good enough to win this on his day. But 13 at a price on top of 14, 10 and six. Uh, Curran, for me, from Night Raid. Uh, Express Pass and Quantico, 10, 13, 5, and 14. My best, as I mentioned, was Skyman. My value bet is in a race we didn't do was race 5, number 7, Pindaric. Uh, your specials on Cup Day, Joel? Waited until the last. I've made Curran my best, race 10, number 10, and I've made the value in the big race. Very elegant, race 7, number 4. Uh, hope to bookend the card. My best comes up in the first. Race one, number 10, Water Bomber. Um, and in the last, I just mentioned, race 10, Night Raid, uh, number 13, best value. Okay. Royal Randwick is the venue for Sydney Racing on Melbourne Cup Day. What have you found for us there, Joel? Yeah, well, I'm interested in the first couple of races on the card. Um, I made my value a bit in the first, number four, Reppin. A first starter, a well-bred first starter from the Chris Waller stable. Uh, I liked the way he's been trialling. He's gone up pretty big odds too, uh, around $15, $16. Um, so I thought that was quite appealing. Um, so, yeah, happy to have sort of something each way on Reppin. And the second race is interesting. I'll be having two bets. I've made my best uh, for the day, number seven, Mount Smart, who's a first starter by Tavachi, he won a couple of trials in New Zealand in good style, now with Chris Lees, and his only local trial was a good win at Newcastle. They've got Hugh Bowman, they've got Barrier 1. $6, he's hard to beat, but I've had a little something on number 9 at 100 to 1 because I've liked his trial, Security Advisor. So early in the day is where I'll be playing at Randwick. Uh, my best comes up in race 6, 
pretty keen on the Snowden train. Capitalist filly, Satin Ribbons. Um, dominant win first up in a, I'm not sure we could race, a benchmark 64, but looks to do it quite nicely there in 900 metres, uh, up to 1,000 metres here. And from the good draw, I expect her to be hard to catch again. Uh, quite a promising filly, Satin Ribbons. So she's my best, race six, number 10. The value comes up in the race before. Uh, Olivia's game in race five, the eight. Um, thought I'd run at Mornington two back, uh, 2050 metres was was quite good. And then she was a little bit plain last start. It was a bit of a drifter at Sydney third up. Um, peak fitness again, always had a bit of time for her. Um, Olivia's game, I think fourth up now, ready to peak. Um, I think she can sort of show show her best or she, well, I know she's capable of, she can give this a shake at a, at a bigger price. Race five, number eight. Morfordville is the venue for Adelaide racing on Saturday. Daniel, what have you got for us there? Yeah, the best. Oh, sorry, did I say Saturday? I meant Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, all good. Uh, yeah, best comes up in race eight. Sky Hero, it's a pretty uh, race with a bit of a long tail, this one, but Sky Hero is going quite well. Um, I like the run at Murray Bridge off a wide run with a big weight two back and then went forward last start. Uh, mid-race move made by Kayla Crowther and uh, gave a good sign up on the speed, just sort of found a couple better late. Drops to 52 kilos. Um, rock hard fit and as I mentioned, not a, not an overly deep race. So Sky Hero certainly gets his chance. Um, race 8, number 11. The value comes up in Race number six, got one um, which is first up. First up for the um, for the Francis Kent stable, that is Jeff Felbin and Possum Bourne. Light, she can come to, come to hand quickly. Her form at the beginning of last preparation was quite good. Um, I think it's a bit of weight relief here, 56 and a half. Uh, her best form last preparation reads well for a race like this, but... She was a little inconsistent at times. I just thought she's well over the odds um, in a benchmark 54 first up. Um, and, a, and a horse that can can run well uh, at the beginning of a preparation. So possibly born the value, race six, number seven. And Eagle Farm is where they're racing in Brisbane on Tuesday. Daniel, you start us off in a race three with uh, your best, number six, Malibu Blaze. Yeah, Malibu Blaze. I think she's a... Uh, Quite a promising mare. She only had the four starts. Um, she won the maiden nicely two back. And then last start, didn't have a lot of luck at the Gold Coast, but um, was strong through a line at, at the end of 1,800 metres. The rising trip, in my opinion, I think she'll handle it just fine. And she got more upside than her rivals here. It's a small field, but I think she gets the job done in Eagle Farm uh, race three. That's a six Malibu blaze. The value comes up in race number seven. Former John O'Shea... Oh, sorry, I just looked. It's it's out. Right. Um, yeah. It is out. So I'm going to go firebox in race eight. A horse I've listeners are probably you know I've been with a couple of times as preparation. Um, hasn't really delivered many results yet. But I don't think his performances have been all too bad. Um, it was tackling a stronger race last start. He was quite solid there up on the speed. He drops in grade for this, and after the claim to Cole Wilson Taylor. Um, he carries a kilo and a half less than he did last start. He'll go forward and lead this in a race that doesn't have a lot of speed on paper. I think he'll give himself every chance. Um, firebox here, fourth up over the odds, I think, once again in the last. Race eight, number two. Joel, I see your best there has been scratched as well, having run on Saturday. Do you want to give us a push for Fetch, your value bit? Yeah, so we'll make Fetch the best. I see he's around $2.70, so not much value, but I think it'll be hard to beat. Didn't have much luck first up. She was a good winner on debut at the Provincials and looked to have a fair bit of talent. So I'm tipping there'll be sharp improvement from her second up and struggled to find some value. But we'll go simply fly uh, now that Intrepidacious is out. Race seven, number eight, around $5. Thought it was a good run first up, chasing La Palmiere, drawn a touch better. And I think she'll be much fitter and harder to hold out. All righty. Ascot is the venue for Perth Racing on Melbourne Cup day, and there is uh, that is in fact the other venue where there's a uh, black type race, and there's indeed uh, ten races on the card at in Perth. So you can just uh, you're having to build yourself a bank during the day. You can keep punching till eight forty five Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, the Burgess Queen is a listed race. It is set weights and penalties for three year old fillies over fourteen hundred metres. Our man 
in Perth, BJ Ryan. Cannot wait to see Treasured Star take these on. That's number 10. And uh, he's got Search and Rocks for second, Hoi An for third, and Bazoom for fourth. So that would make his numbers 10, 3, 1, and 6. BJ's best on the card at Ascot on Tuesday, race 6, number 11, Arcadia Grace. Uh, and his value bet is race 8, number 1, the Roan Ranger. That wraps up a, a massive day of racing around Australia on Tuesday, November 2. Melbourne Cup Day leaves us only for our best $20 bet of the day. And that's called Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, a uh, bit of blush bearing going on again on uh, Saturday with uh, Joel getting fangirl up, admittedly not at any great price, but uh, a loss for the day if you took uh, Daniels and mine as well. Uh, Joel, keep us on a roll. What do you want? Yeah, I'll wait a uh, long wait till the last of Flemington. Race 10, number 10, Curran. Daniel? Uh, yeah, I'll go to Sydney um, for my bet. Race 6. Number 10, uh, Satin Ribbons. And it's going to surprise you to hear that uh, after we've basically spent the whole uh, show carrying on about incentivise being too short, I'm just going to go incentivise. I'm just going to go bang. Uh, just when you went on incentivise, just pick up the ones and twos. Should win. Look, uh, have a great Melbourne Cup day, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we will be back on Thursday to preview Stakes Day at Flemington. Uh, till then, have a great couple of days, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.